0: Rolling, Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. What did he just say? Fratelloni's I, Hardware and Garden Stores. Go, what? What? Rookies happened? yelling something. Oh, brings you Garage Logic Podcast number one thousand one hundred and sixty-five, October fifth, twenty twenty-three. It Was eighty-eight degrees on this day as recently as two thousand eleven. And it was 25 degrees on this day in 1952.
1: Hail the flashlight, King! Hail you! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse
0: on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning technology corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight, King fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. <coughs> Thanks, man. Excuse me. <laughs> there was a lady on the news last night who had a dress made out of Homer hankies.
2: Huh. Wow. How did she do that? That's
0: a lot of Homer hankies.
1: Yeah. Well, it depends. Was she a Was,
0: it was she a, a lot of Homer hankies. She's she a bigger gal? No, no, but I mean, that takes a lot of Homer Hankies. Homer Hankies were hanging on for dear life. The twin, the crowds have really been...
2: Impressive. ...electric, haven't they? Yes, yes, they have been very impressive. They've been behind them all year, these people.
1: They know what they're (laughs) watching, and they're seeing some really nifty baseball. May I issue an apology? Yes. Twins, I'm very sorry. I was rooting for the streak. I either oh, want, yeah, want you to right. win the World Series or yes. I want the streak to be intact. Yesterday was fun. That was a lot of fun. Well,
0: you're you're uh, you know you're being a, a contrarian,
2: you right? You, it's like the Remember way. Remember, he was dismissive of oh, they're not. Yeah, they no, no.
0: You know who's been playing just spectacularly? Correa. Yes.
3: Yeah. He's a very good. Do you shirt. know. Yeah. I just Sorry. realized that you've been ripping them all summer,
1: all Ooh, summer. Not you, me. Chris, yeah, Chris, uh, because they—they they, I thought they would be a, a much better club than eight. Well, they have eighty-seven wins. I thought they'd be a better team than this. But, well, can I ask a question? Yes, sir, or may I? You may. You have
0: permission. Uh, will Will it cost? Who's the manager of the Maple
1: Leafs? Uh, that'd be John Schneider. John
0: Schneider. Will it cost John yes. Schneider his
1: job to have pulled Berrios? It will, but the unfortunate part is I have a feeling that this was all pre-planned. And the thing is—
0: Why, for God's sake? That's
1: that's what I hate about the modern game. They decided on a spreadsheet the night what, before— Because what, had two
0: left-handers coming up? Something
1: like that. But yeah. the problem is, why then do you trade for a guy, you give him two good prospects, being the Twins— you sign him to a $160 million contract and you pull him in the fourth inning of a game, he's throwing a shutout. He had thrown yeah. 45 pitches. Right. That's yeah. that's what I hate and, about modern baseball he was right
4: there. throwing great. I mean, he looked really good.
0: So, in other words, you two guys who follow it more intently than I do, you're as puzzled as I am.
4: Well, I think Chris is right. I think it was all pre-planned. And, in fact, the announcers on ESPN uh, pointed out that they had chatted with Schneider, who basically said... The first chance he got, he was going to do that.
1: And which, A-Rod, you know. I hate to give him credit, but he nailed it. He said, if you're the team, the opposing team, and they pull a guy like this that was mystifying the Twins batters, you're high-fiving each other, saying, thank yep. God they've got him out of the game. Well, that's what Jeffrey said. Right. Thank God. Didn't bother me. They no. took him out. And that, it's too bad. It's, it's Well, too for bad. my money, Gray was taken out too early. Mm, I was... I was... I was... That was fine because he was he was getting
2: by.
0: Well, it's all fine now. They won. They won. Here we go. Now Houston. on to Houston.
2: Wait. Now two things about this. Here we go. Um, I forgot what the other one was. <laughs> Number two. Okay. Number Coming two. to. Uh, I'm in the airport today, and a gentleman comes up, and he's got a baseball bat in his clutch. <laughs> Give me your wallet and a <laughs> used base. In a big, see-through, clear bag. And he walked right by me and said, whoa, 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 hang on a minute. What do you have there? And he said, I'm president of the uh, Chick Corea uh, fan club. Chick Corea? Whatever his name is. Corea? Chick Corea, Chick Corea. Chick Corea. Was Carlos, a
4: brilliant jazz pianist, Rick.
2: Okay. Uh, well, maybe they're related <laughs> somehow, but it uh, wasn't that weird. So he got a bass used from the game and probably a used bat. Well, more
0: surprising to me about your story yeah. is that you can walk around in an airport with a baseball bat. Uh huh. Yeah, how'd that get by security? What the hell is
2: that? Um,
0: don't worry, well, you, you, can still,
2: you can still bring a walking stick. That's not a bat. Joe's oh, bringing up an security. excellent point.
0: What in God's name was the guy doing walking around with a baseball bat?
2: Telling everybody.
3: We need a law, don't we? We need another law, a I new think rule, so. I another think so. regulation. Trump. Let's well, get in there. So, Kenny, you're
0: a, you're you're in favor of the guy walking around with
2: a bat?
3: Yes, I, I'm in favor of freedom.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Did he have a background check to acquire that bat? Uh, I have no idea. It was uh, well. Let me put it this way.
0: TSA Let me ask you another question. Go. Was he coming or going? He was leaving the state.
1: Hmm. Wait a minute. You said it's that was pre-TSA check. Yes, he oh. hadn't gone
0: through
2: TSA, but oh, he was going to get through. I
0: know, he's not going to show up at the gate with a bat. I want to be in first
2: class. Right. I don't why know. Why not? Why not? But I think I think you can bring a baseball bat onto. Okay, but why don't
0: you just bring a sword, then?
2: Well, why you are, are you so a chicken-livered all, all of the sudden? That dude pulls that baseball bat do- during flight. Mm-hmm. He's going to get pummeled.
3: Joe, is it the wrong time of the month for you? What's going on?
2: <laughs> uh, well, why are you so... Oh, why are oh, you like God. this?
3: It
0: strikes me that you're being ridiculous, uh, Kenny. The... Well,
3: it strikes me that you're being ridiculous. I fully believe what I'm saying. A bat, a bat is a weapon in an airport. Well, so is a base. So is
1: a carry-on piece of luggage. I'd get hit over so the the a by shoe. a base so is a bat. A shoe. Wait, 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 wait. I have a bigger question. If a bat and a base cost a dollar ten, so how much. So is an ink pen in the right hands. I mean, come on, Joe.
4: Getting down to the serious issues. I still is can't a baseball remember. base a weapon? Yes.
2: I don't remember what I other.
0: <laughs> I wish you wouldn't
2: have brought it up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> California Governor yeah. Gavin Newsom signed legislation into law yesterday that will limit the ability of local governments to manually count ballots. Oh. huh? Less than a year after one, Northern County's Governing Board ditched its contract with Dominion Voting Systems and decided to tabulate results by hand. Hmm. I'm, I'm struggling to understand what this means. Set to go into effect immediately, the law deals a blow to Shasta County's Conservative Majority Board of Supervisors which voted 3-2 to two in January to cancel its contract with Dominion amid a flurry of unsubstantiated conspiracy theories about the company in the wake of the 2020 election, leaving it without a way to conduct elections for a time. In response, state legislators introduced and overwhelmingly passed AB 969 in September, which allows hand-counting under narrow circumstances, during regularly scheduled elections in places with under 1,000 registered voters and special elections with fewer than 5,000 voters. It will also block counties from canceling contracts for voting systems in the future without a transition plan and a finalized agreement for new state-approved system. Anybody with me so far? Barely. Is this something to be alarmed
1: about, or is this just... If Gavin Newsom is for it, then yes. Yeah, yeah or there's the tip-off.
0: <laughs> A spokesperson with the governor's office said that Newsom was proud to sign the legislation, adding that it wasn't about preventing hand-counting when localities needed, such as during recounts or mandated post-election audits, but rather about ensuring timely, accurate, and efficient results in the state's elections. It's just not—it's it, it's not just impractical to hand count, but it harms the election process. It will cost more and slow down our election results significantly, Aaron Mellon, the governor's communication director, said. Unfounded conspiracy theories have undermined our elections. California is focused on ensuring free and fair elections. I don't want to continue this because uh, it just reminds me of how— Bollocks!ed Up the elections have become. We have fixed everything in the world that was never broken about elections. It sounds to me like like he's saying to a conservative county in California, uh, you 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 must uh,
1: you must use machinery to count these. Mm.
0: You must use technology. We trust
1: technology. Well, I think based upon his track record alone, and what you clearly see is going on in California, we should trust everything Gavin Newsom stands for. He's doing a bang up job there. Well, or you could say that the timeliness
0: factor would come into play. Uh, Shasta County has a hundred and twelve thousand registered voters. That would be pretty labor intensive to hand count them. I don't. Why? Why did you hand me this story? Why? Why did I bother to read you, this? You,
1: you don't think that that's at all
0: interesting? I think Gavin Newsom is uh, an antichrist. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I think he's all right. I, I John, what do you
4: think? That's what I want. to uh, I think uh, I'm cut kind of on the much ado about nothing uh, mountain top. Uh, I think we've we've spread the uh, unfounded, as we keep pointing out, uh, things about. Uh, elections and now it turned then, into one place where, you know... And John, yes.
1: I, I believe part of that but the other part is then why are we always in an attempt to try to change so many things regarding voting and, and the election process? Do you see what I'm saying? This is right right well, there with well, it. Well, but
4: it, it, it's what's trying to change it would be the opposite way because they were counting by machinery, correct? And that's what the uh, conservative folks who wanted to hand count instead... And now we changed it back the other way, right? Is that? Am I hearing this wrong? Yeah, or?
0: that's it. And uh, I'm I'm not going
4: to dwell on it. It's fine. Well, it yeah, has you,
2: become tiresome to me no, now. Just do We started
4: you want. with yeah, Dominion counting, and and the people were angry about that, and so they wanted to change it to hand counting. That's
3: what, what I I've heard. what I've noticed. It's really hard to prove malfeasance with voting. I mean, it's really easy to talk about it and make accusations, but how many times has has malfeasance been proven?
4: Well, you got a point, yeah. uh, How many independent audits and stuff of the last election were there that proved unfounded that nothing bad happened? Yeah. But we we just keep saying it. And Mm -hmm. and, and nothing I say will change people's mind. They'll just keep saying it. It doesn't matter.
3: No, I was just wondering for the sake of discussion, where you? What you thought? Yeah. You usually have a cooler head than I do.
4: Yeah, I don't. I don't see it as an issue. I wish they'd. Bring I don't back, think we needed the law. Maybe I, you know we didn't. Perhaps need that law. But anyway, sorry, Joe. I wish they'd bring
0: back the curtains. So it was almost like you were going to confession. It was fun. That <laughs> was way more fun. Yeah,
4: <laughs> I, we have curtains here. Don't you guys have curtains? We have no
0: uh, curtains here in the sustainable urban core. Huh? No you can't curtains. hide anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sensum communum. Sensum communum. Is Latin. For common sense. From which we get common sense, and with the help of uh, listeners, uh, Jim Wolfe and others, we have uh, divined sensum's razor. Common sense cannot exist in public matters because too many other variables come into play. Boy, I shorten it up every time I say it. Do you want me to read it or I, I, I actually, I really like what you just said. <laughs> yeah. I think
3: yours, your uh, yours was very concise there.
0: We have a great, great example, uh, not only for here, but for the entire country of Sansom's razor, Fry, the mayor of Minneapolis. on the one hand, he's he's either patting himself on the back or expects to be patted on the back because he's foot put his foot down. And he said, look, city council, you just can't make up your mind, so I'm going to make up the, our minds for us. And we're going to build a new third precinct on some city-owned vacant land about three or four blocks north of Lake Street, uh, right off, uh, right on Hiawatha. Okay.
3: Now, it's 26th and
0: Minnehaha. I'm sorry, Minnehaha. But
3: you're right. The distance between Hiawatha and Minnehaha at that point is... About a half a block it's we not call long. it
0: negligible mm. yeah it's and very, here you very have short. a uh, a third precinct dwelling that exists and it needs to be remod- it needs to be renovated mm-hmm. uh, at a price that would be considerably cheaper than uh, building a new one
5: mm-hmm.
0: but they can't do it because of Sensum's razor they can't do it because. Equity comes into play in diversity and hurt feelings, however real or imagined, that we can't put the third precinct back on the same location where it was on the night of the riots due to the George Floyd spring. Why, that would upset too many people. Yes. And again, Sensum's razor, what that takes away is the ability of a public official to say, go bleep yourself. <laughs> you can't do it. Yeah. So, So taxpayers of Minneapolis will be, once again, taken to the cleaners, just like the taxpayers of Minnesota are being taken to the cleaners on the renovation of the governor's mansion. Hmm. They're not the same case, but they're it's the same in the sense of being taken to the cleaners. On uh, Lake Street and, uh, what is it, Minnehaha is the yes. existing 3rd Precinct? Yes. Lake and Minnehaha, and I don't know what it would cost to to fix it, but it's a sound... Structure, Although, as the real estate people say, it has great bones. So all you got to do is go in and clean it, repaint it, new windows. Let's go. Whatever it needs. Mop up the floor. And you're done. And here is Fry, who wishes to be commended for this. I'm going to make a decision. Okay, that's great. But the decision is estimated to be between 22 and $26 million. And you know that will go up.
3: Hmm. As will the renovation for the uh, other one on Lake Street. Yeah,
0: but you're starting from a different
2: groundwork. The building on Lake Street already exists. Right. You can say the shell already exists. But go
0: in and fix it up.
3: <clears throat> like you just mentioned, the cost overruns that we've learned from the governor's mansion and from, like Chris mentioned yesterday, that Southwest uh, r- r- rail line, it's just
0: exorbitant. It's insane. Okay, Okay, this this intrigues the hell out of me because I've I've said before I'm going back to some old theories now. Even these DFL legislators, they have lives outside the Capitol. Many of them do have kids. Not not many of the DFL, but enough to 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 say now those kids have to have shoes, and they got to get school supplies. Yep. And they go to the grocery store, and they got to put gas in their car, and they have to buy new tires for their car. They have to, you know, the TV's on the blink. They got to maybe buy a new TV. They're dealing with the real world just like the rest of us. What happens when they walk inside the Capitol building? What happens to them? Sensum's Razor. Yeah their brains are they're set so, in stone. they're so infused now with maybe what is this new sense of of decision making and power that they they lose sight of their life outside the doors of that building cuz they when they take the little kid to the shoe store cuz he needs new shoes they're not dealing with uh, they're not dealing with a clerk who said Uh, Well, these shoes were $12 yesterday, but because uh, the cost of materials has increased, these shoes today are $67. Mm. They're not dealing with that. And if they are, you know what they're going to say? Well, I'm going elsewhere then. I'm not going to pay $67 for these shoes. I'm going to go elsewhere and probably still find them for $12 to $15.
1: Which is, I'm being low on the price. I anyways. think you're giving them I know, way I too much credit. Well, because the life on the third rail, once they walk into that door, their only, their sole mission is to maintain that life on the third rail.
0: But they can't do
2: that out in their real life. Well, I guess you're asking how can they separate their real life from this uh what of I, money. Wait, No,
0: here's what I'm saying. It's finally becoming clear in my head. If it weren't for Sansom's Razor, every single council member in Minneapolis would say to Fry, and Fry himself would be saying, wait a minute, we're going to just fix up the third precinct because that makes the most sense. That's common sense. We have a building. It's a perfectly located. It, we have to rebuild it. That makes That's common sense.
2: Okay, in their personal life, that's what they would, they would do. They would have to in do that in their personal life. That's what they would do.
0: Right. But
3: <clears throat> what's missing from today's stories, and I'm looking at two different versions, is the dollar figures. All we have is that 22 to 26 million. So I googled what it would cost to replace the third precinct, the existing building, and I found an article in the Strib from 2020 mm-hmm. um, that says it would cost 10 million. And this article is all about getting a grant. A sixteen million dollar in disaster aid from the Federal Emergency Management Agency. Your FEMA, money, your money. FEMA. Yeah. Uh, but that agency had denied that request in 2020, and Walls said he was trying to appeal that decision. I have not seen any mention of FEMA in these most recent stories. Okay, so let's, maybe let's take maybe FEMA all out of it. Yeah, all of Minneapolis, obviously, from what I'm deducting here, is on the hook.
0: Yeah, so this is taxpayer money. Yeah, yeah. So, so common sense answer is let's spend as little tax money as possible, and we have that opportunity because we have an existing building right there on Lake and Minnehaha.
3: Minnehaha. And even if it was ten million in twenty twenty, what is it today? Twenty? It'd be uh, sixteen million. it's okay, still, still cheaper, cheaper than
0: twenty two to twenty six, which will yeah, become thirty yeah. to thirty four. Right. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) Well, all I can do is put that out there. I I can't do anything about it. Uh, The taxpayers of Minneapolis won't do anything about it. They've demonstrated their voting proclivities and they're dreadful. It's extremely irresponsible, if you ask me, for
3: the mayor and the Star Tribune to not include a detailed
0: financial report. Right. You're just hoodwinking the citizens that are reading the paper. And, well, the, the real hoodwinking is Fry pretending that he's action man.
5: Right, uh, he you doesn't do anything. You Fry,
0: you, you little twerp, you, you have a building well. there. The real action that you could have demonstrated was to say enough of this BS, we're fixing up the third precinct. If your feelings are hurt, that's too bleeping bad. And help me, wasn't
3: he in favor of doing that as recently as a few weeks ago when he was
0: fighting the downtown location? Well, he was fighting the downtown location, but I don't know that that equaled defending the current location. Okay. All right. Oh, man. Here's
1: your weekend.
0: I I love Minneapolis, by the way.
3: Love, love, love Minneapolis. three
1: hours away.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Here's why you need Grunhoffers this weekend. You got gopher football Saturday night. Okay. Michigan. If you got the Twins Saturday afternoon. You can use
1: it as comfort food as you watch the Gophers try to hold Michigan to 60 points. <laughs>
0: You've got the Twins Saturday afternoon. Let me, let me start over. Here's why you need Grunhoffers.
1: Why is that, Joe? You
0: start with the Twins Saturday afternoon, the grill's going. Mm-hmm. Then that just feeds into Saturday night, you got the Gophers. Yeah. Sunday afternoon, you got... Kelsey and Taylor Swift in town. Coming to Swiftie for the late afternoon game. Yep. And then you've got twins at night. Mm. So the the the
1: coals will never get to cool off. You better oh. get an extra propane tank because your grill's going to be
0: on all weekend. So you get the ground you get the brats, you get the steaks, you get whatever you're going to have, the burgers. And you're ready to go for about 48 hours straight. I mean,
2: this is going to be a binge, baby. 48
0: hours straight. While you're there, oh. fill out a little ticket and see if you can win 10 pounds of uh, prime rib roast. The winner will be selected October 14th. And... Uh, if you want to call ahead for this weekend, they'll prepare your order and you just go out and pick it up. So, you can share of rookie burgers. Uh, Grunhoffers is just north of Hugo on Highway 61. Call 651 426 2800. Or if you prefer the Forest Lake location, which is on 97, just immediately east of 35, that's 651 982 1182. Might as well pick up some breakfast stuff while you're out there. The cinnamon links. Thick cut bacon. Toasted. Thick cut bacon. Oh, my gosh. Uh, It's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. uh, They're going to have you covered for the whole weekend. Can you imagine the feasting that's going to take place right around the grill all weekend long thanks to Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats?
1: You know, the investment game can be awfully tricky, especially in these volatile times, and that's why you need the best, and also somebody that you can trust, and that's why I rely on Josh Arnold. We know him as Mr. Money Talk around these parts, and he's here for you, so give him a call today for that free 48-minute no-obligation consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, 952-925-5608. Josh has been at this a long time with a track record of success, and he's here to help you, so give him a call today. no Obligation. That's right. No obligation. It's absolutely free. 952 925 5608. And tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.
0: I don't have the thing. Oh right
2: hold on i got one right here set you up this guy wears many hats just not indoors joe suchere
3: boy i'd like to just sit here and let this song play out that is nice but i also want to talk about moon motorsports family owned and operated 50 years now we're talking polaris can-am honda yamaha Polaris Kadu, they're the off-road experts here in Minnesota. Let's just say the Midwest. From motorcycles to ATVs, side-by-sides, and even sleds, Moon Motorsports, they have the largest inventory selection in our area. You can see all the new and used units on the website, moonmotorsports.com. And if you're somebody that enjoys the outdoors and you're in outdoor endeavors, they go through fall into winter and back into spring, moon motorsports can set you up uh, take your ice fishing hunting snowmobiling take it to the next level with a brand new unit atv side-by-side or sled from moon uh the employees there they're just like us they're out into the outdoors and they can help um, teach you what they've learned just by working at moon uh, and moon also has if you're thinking about storing your bike they have available winter storage options for your motorcycle you got to reserve a spot today Family owned and operated, 25 minutes or so west of the Metro, south side of 94, west of 25, right there in Monticello, and on
0: the web, moonmotorsports.com. I should clarify that Sensum's Razor does apply to the third precinct situation. It doesn't necessarily apply to the uh, renovation of the governor's mansion. That's just a money grab. Okay. There's not really any extraneous... Uh, aspects of rebuilding the governor's mansion. That's just the same old BS we've been told for 200 years. Well, the cost of materials has gone up and, and uh, we just have to do it this way. The, the common sense part is, no, you budgeted $7.3 million, Why don't you stick to that? Well, they're not going to, and they never will, and they never have. Uh, it, that probably wouldn't make any difference which administration was in power. Agreed. But censors, Sensum's Razor is the police station because you're allowing too much emotion in the decision. You're allowing too many variables that have nothing to do with the third precinct. All the variables with the governor's mansion have to do with the governor's mansion. Get it? Got it. Good. Uh, How
3: do we as a state benefit from the governor's mansion, though? I, I can't believe I'm going to argue with you on this. I think the governor's mansion is sent razor because the last line is, but in actuality are for their own personal and ideological benefit. So, I mean, how do we as a group benefit from the governor's mansion? Do we? Well, I, I, don't, I don't think we do.
0: Well, of course we don't, but... Uh <laughs> I can nitpick
3: man. He really I can nitpick. Yeah. Splitting <laughs> hairs, <can> baby. He <laughs> really can.
0: I just I don't want to let him off the hook. That's my problem. <laughs> uh I guess I'm very willing to just write off the governor's mansion as a uh a bit of decorum of, Yeah. of yeah. uh you know. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh you know, it it wouldn't make any difference to me where he lived, but uh, I'm also not bothered that the state of Minnesota has a governor's mansion. Right. What what the governor's mansion has allowed us to see is just the in. Uh, it's not even incompetence. It's just the foolhardy way that the political class, once they get through the doors of the Capitol, become different people. Yeah. Yep. They just become different people, and they a budget means nothing to them. Hmm. If it needs to be exceeded, it will be exceeded. I think the other thing that might happen, too, is contractors get in there. In order to win the bid, they, they throw you—I'm not indicting contractors, by the way, for anything illegal. I'm just I've just gone through it myself on a very much smaller scale. You need a roof? I, I think what, what I think what happens is you get the bid and then what's called uh, change orders begin to happen. Yeah. Right? Right. Reality and, sets and, in. And so the, the contractor benefits from all of these change orders which drive up the price. So uh, even that could be argued. Well, you, you, you're you right, because for $7.3 million, I maintain they could have redone the wiring and the plumbing. Probably for less than $7.3 million. And if that I, was the less. danger, if that's what was needed, really needed upgrading, then fix the wiring and the plumbing. End of story. That meets your budget.
3: And we don't expect any contractors to eat any of the
0: cost. No, no, no. But the contractors, they 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 say, "Well, look at look what I found behind this wall. There's change order number 12. You know, and the next thing you know, it's the budget's been doubled.
3: Just every, a number. Just a number. Every snowmobile and car I've ever <laughs> redone. <laughs> it's just nonstop. You just never know until it's all apart.
0: Well, the other problem, like if if you build a house, you end up playing the might as well game.
3: Yep. You right. know if you
0: do this, uh, I can throw this in here. Well, what the hell you might as well.
3: Mm-hmm. Let's do it now because in 10 <laughs> years from now it's going to cost twice as much. Uh, yeah.
0: Yep. What's going on in Bemidji? Bemidji is a state as a city in northern Minnesota. I'm reading from a number of pieces here as a center of the American experiment piece. Uh, the Bemidji Police Department Uh, The sole suspect charged in an alleged child gang rape should not have been free. Oscar Ernesto Luna, age 22, has been charged with the alleged rape of an 11-year-old girl on September 23rd in Bemidji. At last check, Luna remains in custody, custody in the Beltrami County Jail. Luna's next court appearance is scheduled Monday of next week. He is being offered cash bail as low as fifty grand for his conditional release and eighty grand for unconditional release. According to the complaint, uh, the site of these horrors was a single-family home located at the end of a cul-de-sac uh, in Bemidji. There's two other alleged underage victims, Mysteries abound in the case, such as what was going on at that address where the local cops found 11 illegal aliens. Mm. The bigger unsolved mystery is why Luna was free to be in Bemidji last month. At the time he was apprehended, Luna was the subject of two active warrants from Hennepin County on two separate DWI cases. According to documents on file with the Minnesota Judicial Branch, Luna first pops up on the grid in Minnesota in August of 2019. He was cited in Roseville for driving a Chevy Silverado under a revoked license from Texas. This citation uh, had his address as Mission, Texas. He paid a $186 fine. Okay. In October of 2019, Luna, now driving a red Pontiac, was issued a parking ticket in St. Paul. This time, Luna's address was given as Golden Valley. The $66 fine from that remains unpaid. In June 2020, Luna was charged with third-degree DWI in Hennepin County, again listing Golden Valley as an address. According to the complaint in that case, Luna was pulled over in Robbinsdale. Shortly after midnight on June 2, 2020, going 85 and a 30. His blood alcohol was .22. He was released on $12,000 bail, but failed to appear at his August court date. In March of 2023, Luna was charged with a new count of third-degree DWI, arising from a March 25 incident in New Hope. On this occasion, it was 2 a.m. in the setting, a local Mexican restaurant. Luna left the restaurant in a Ford Explorer and was quickly pulled over by driving a, Ford driving erratically, erratically with an open can of Modelo. He's kind of true to the, okay. his home country there. Yeah. Uh, in the cup holder, a routine check revealed the outstanding warrant on the 2020 DWI case. He blew 1.4 on this one. Luna was now listed living in Brooklyn Park and holding a Minnesota license. Somehow he was released and failed to appear in court in May of just this year. A new warrant was issued and he was taken into custody on July 6th. He was released from jail a few days later. Okay. After posting an additional two grand uh, bail. I think he's a flight risk. A hearing was set for late July, but he failed to appear. Oh, really? <laughs> a new Come warrant on. was issued in the 2020, 2023 case to go along with the 2020 warrant. Fast forward to September and we find our man, three times a fugitive, in Bemidji, in the latest case, charged with a felony, first degree criminal sexual conduct, and his Texas has rever- his address has reverted back to Texas. Our man from Texas is now requesting an interpreter. And the uh, Center for the Experiment story concludes with, stay tuned.
3: This, uh, Bill wrote this, Glan. Glanville. Glan, I mean. uh, Did you see the parentheses that he included there underneath this guy's picture? Uh, I have read the eight-page criminal complaint in the Bemidji case. I recommend (laughs) that you do not. Yeah. And that's, yeah. That's.
0: Here's from Breitbout. House of Horrors. 11 illegal aliens among men accused of gang raping girls in small Minnesota town. Uh, at least 11 illegal men are accused of having been involved in a house of horrors in the small town of Bemidji, Minnesota, where at least three young girls were drugged, tied up, and gang raped, according to local law enforcement. Police identified her residence at 1821 America Court Northwest. In Bemidji is the location of the alleged sexual assault. The victim said she was staying with an adult male relative when he put her in a car with other men and she had put a they put a bag over her head. All
4: right. Jeez.
0: The men the, uh, then,
4: uh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Joe.
0: The men allegedly then brought the victim to the residence at 1821 America Court. Northwest pushed her down a flight of stairs, forced her to consume alcohol, and tied her up. The victim alleges a man named Panda, later identified as 22-year-old our man, Oscar Ernesto Luna, of Michigan, Texas, raped her while four men watched. The victim said she was then gang raped by an unknown number of men. Police have said the, uh, the investigation is ongoing.
4: The police chief did say yesterday, not that it makes any of this any better, that it does not appear there were two other underage females. And uh, the thing, he released a statement saying there was an adult female who was there who said she was not assaulted, and that's all they've been able to figure out.
0: Okay, they did find 11 illegal mm-hmm. aliens in the house. They've been turned over to the Department of Homeland Security.
3: This house, you you gave me the address, Mm -hmm. dangerously close to an elementary school, a boys and girls club, and Bemidji State University. Dangerously
0: close. These coppers in Bemidji got their hands full, don't they?
3: Yeah. Uh, It's a busy neighborhood. Lots of houses. Man.
1: May I ask a question? You may. Um, This entire idea of, you know, come to Minnesota, everything's free. It's great, right? Come here, best place to raise your kid, best place to this and that, according to our governor. If this story in and of itself isn't enough to have people open their eyes and say to themselves, we got a problem here, what is going to cause that to happen, Joe? Joe? Because this is about as troubling as it gets.
0: Did you say uh, come to Minnesota is a great place to do business?
1: Oh, it's just fantastic. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. He's That's been his campaign since last fall.
0: Minnesota, this is from Forbes magazine, from our uh, delightful mole, Zip. Minnesota's two largest cities are in the top ten for being the most risky cities for small businesses in the country. <laughs> From Forbes magazine. St. Paul and his sister city Minneapolis hold the riskiest spots in our study in terms of state corporate tax rate, with a tax rate of 9.8%, nearly 4% higher than our study's average of 5%. St. Paul's lower than average economic growth, 1.1%, and higher than average minimum hourly wage, $15.19 places St. Paul as the 25th most risky city for both metrics. The most livable city in America is St. Paul's motto, but its population decreased by 2.56% between 2020 and 2022, which is roughly 2% lower than our study-wide average of 0.1%. St. Paul business owners are taking significant risks when opening up shop in this twin city as it ranks as the 20th most risky in terms of property crime with 41 property crimes per 1,000 residents. Coming in as our 10th most risky city to run a small business, Minneapolis matches its sister city, St. Paul, as the most risky city in terms of corporate tax costs with that rate of 9.8%. Minneapolis has the highest rate of property crime among the top 10 cities in our analysis, with 45 property crimes per 1,000 residents. That's uh, four more crimes per 1,000 than St. Paul. Ranking at the 11th most risky city in this metric. St. Paul and Minneapolis share the same lower-than-average economic growth, 1.1%, and higher-than-average minimum wage, $15.19, placing both cities at the 25th most risky in these metrics. Minneapolis does rank as less risky when it comes to natural disasters. Just 18 natural disasters since 1953. Real estate, rental, cost growth rates, and transit accessibility. So Minneapolis ranks less risky in retail, real estate, rental, cost growth, and transit accessibility, and... Natural disasters. Hmm. So you're very unlikely to suffer, say, a volcanic eruption here In uh, if you open up a small business in Minneapolis. Okay. Very small chance of that. Very small chance. Very small chance of an earthquake hmm. or a hurricane. And in the event that we get a heavy wind and limbs blow down, that'll be covered extensively on the news. Why, well, just sitting there watching The Bachelor and... <laughs> yeah. I heard a little branch. The Golden Bachelor. I heard a branch at the house. (laughs) We had film of it. (laughs) Please tell me, Rook. Yeah. Oh, why do I even bother? I don't care. You watched The Golden
2: Bachelor, didn't you? Yep. Just to see what it was all about. You know what's really gross? Old people kissing.
0: Would you please define old?
2: Yeah, that was my
0: question. <laughs>
2: <clears throat> How old are these contestants? Uh, they're in their 60s. Uh, How old are you? Mid 60s. Why are you watching? I'm 54. It was okay. on in my house. Oh my
0: God. That's always uh-huh. your excuse. Yeah, <laughs> That's
2: always good. your that excuse. Always excuse but you I walked right through there. the room. Yeah, you just happened <laughs> to <laughs> catch hey, it this just
1: on your peripheral vision, did you?
2: Grandpa Bachelor?
1: Yeah, so it's um they all have those wind up shoes.
2: Yeah, they all have the wind that's how I can tell. <laughs> Shot in a goal reavers unassisted. Wind up shoes.
0: I'm not saying we're looking forward to it, but you yeah, in this state. Uh, Mueller Memorial is uh fam- oh, sponsor the Golden
1: Bachelor. Yeah.
2: <laughs> sponsor the Golden
1: Bachelor That's that's how you decided that, to do it, huh? That idea, that idea oh. Sorry, Scott. You're going to go
0: on a high note, though, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would. Listen, Mueller doesn't <laughs> mind. He tries to lighten these things up. This is a tough time in life, and this family's been in this business for more than 75 years. We're on the third generation. Scott Mueller's a friend of mine. I've known these people all my life. That Both locations have bars. I just want to mention that. Mm-hmm. You, know, you just might want to, in in sending out Bert with your, uh, not Bert, Bertle Freak now that I used his name, in sending out, you know, anybody. William, on their highest note, you want to celebrate a life well-lived. That's what Mueller helps bring about. These times are fraught with difficulty and anxiety and sadness. And by the time you get done talking to Scott Mueller, things are going to be less frightening. They're going to be less frightening. And what you're going to end up doing is bringing loved ones together to celebrate lives that have been well-lived. Yes. Uh, Mueller Mortuary and White Bear, they, they have a bar. So, the, so does the other location on the east side. I mean, they, they just have this covered. They have, uh, they have the way to do this covered like no other people in this business. Uh, uh, Scott has written a book called What to Know Before You Go. You can get a free copy sent to you by just going to MuellerMemorial.com. Talk to Scott Mueller personally. And I can guarantee you they've, they've taken care of a business for me, for both the, uh, the father and the mother, right? And I can't imagine turning these critical situations in life over to anyone else. Visit them at mullermemorial.com. Nope, gotta meet the man. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Sushare.
3: I just realized I screwed up on Sunday. I once again didn't take my own advice. Everything okay over there?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm telling uh, to not bother you. I wrote it out for rookie. But meanwhile, you knocked over every right. microphone. Something spirit. spilled. <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> Last week, I could swear I was preaching at everybody, including myself, to be sure to put a full can of seafoam in your daily driver yes. on Sunday because we do that the first of the month. I just realized now, Thursday... Days later, five days later, I didn't do it. Uh That's the first thing I'm going to do when uh, we wrap up here at GL. I'm going to run over to the shop. stuff. You know what? I've got the plow truck out right now, so I'll put two cans, one in each one of them. Uh, you, you know, so the next time you go to the sea store for, I don't know, what are you smoking these days, Reds, uh, Viceroy's, be sure to pick up a can of sea foam. It helps lubricate, keeps everything moving smoothly. Uh, you can either throw it in the gas or like we discussed yesterday, you can put it right in the crankcase before an oil change. It stabilizes the fuel. It preserves ignition vapors. That means the engine starts easier. And in the crankcase, it breaks loose all the gunk. So you flush it out when you change the oil uh seafoam's pitch it should be and i love this don't work harder work smarter very easy to find you find it everywhere it's not a big big problem finding it a local company a global reach and a true miracle in a world of bad gas seafoam
0: it it is amazing how many outlets do have seafoam i know it's everywhere (laughs) i was in talking you can uh, get it at st patrick's guild yeah, <laughs> no, I'm kidding.
3: <laughs> well, I I wouldn't write them off. No. Uh, I wouldn't surprise me. They must have a garage there. I bet you there's a can in their garage. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Here is Mr. John Height. Thank you, Joe. A sports note, of course, we must open with the Twins move on in the American League playoffs with a two-zip win over Toronto yesterday. And uh, now the schedule is out for the upcoming divisional series against the defending champion Houston Astros. Games one and two Saturday and Sunday at Minute Maid Park in Houston. And those games will begin at 345 on Saturday and 703 on Sunday Sunday. Meanwhile, Game 3 will be played at Target Field next Tuesday. That'll begin at 3.07. Game 4, if necessary, also at Target Field. No time set for that yet. Uh, Same with Game 5. That'll be back in Houston if it's needed, and still no time set for that. So the series opening Saturday uh, at 3.45 in Houston.
0: Okay, John, what time Sunday? I'm sorry, Sunday Tuesday,
4: Tuesday here. Three, what time? Uh, Tuesday is 307. Yes.
0: Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Ooh, boy, only a high of 53 degrees, but in the afternoon it's going to be sunny. It'll still be pleasant for fall baseball.
4: Yeah. How about yeah. Wednesday if they have to play at that? In 54 free? degrees and partly yeah. sunny. Same story, kind of, huh? Yeah. Uh, By the way, single game tickets for games three and four go on sale at noon on Friday. Tickets will be available for purchase exclusively on the Twins website.
1: This is always my favorite time of the year, too, because when you watch any number of the local uh, news media outlets, everyone's got their Twins shirt on and we're so excited and yeah they just realized that we still had a baseball team that's always a fun part of the you know you, season, you know maybe <laughs> maybe maybe you could just decide Snob. to just be just. uh Pleasant happy for and him.
0: joyful about Just this. Just be that's happy true. for him. All right, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, cho-
1: I'll choose <laughs> happiness. I was,
4: yeah. was ball- going to say, as opposed to the podcast guy who's been ragging on him all season now yeah. we will jump on board that bandwagon no, like I, you wouldn't believe you guys Nobody on the planet snobs.
3: watches more baseball than I do. <laughs> stop <laughs> being snobs, you guys. The ballpark is full and that's raucous. True. That's true. And that's what we I, want. Yeah, that's true.
4: Well, I think that Joe and
1: I are in favor of that. I think we are, John. Chris for not are. being in favor of All right. that sort of thing. how many ball games have you been in attendance to this
0: well Chris I've probably seen four hundred that's true. No nope, you're right,
1: you're off the hook. You yeah. are off the hook. I lost count. I don't know. I don't know anymore.
4: On <laughs> yeah. uh, news, so let's go to the
1: news now. Were you so ever, ever a
0: season ticket holder?
1: For baseball? Yeah. Yes.
0: At the target field?
1: No, it was Metrodome. Oh, okay, days. fine. I you was, were at the target field was a little out of was, my was, price range.
0: Well, I split them with yeah. Patrick. We had a nice setup up there.
2: On the aisle. In case you're damn right. It was on the exit. aisle. You're damn right. <laughs> that case, was th- it. Was Armageddon at, at six? At sixty-two of those games. <laughs> How many did they played? Eighty-one. Eighty-one. Eighty-one home wow. games.
4: In the news, St. Paul police say they are now investigating the city's 27th homicide this year after a girl died last night in a shooting that also injured two other teenage girls. Uh, It all happened in the area of Hazelwood Street and Maryland Avenue East about a quarter to eight when multiple people and a patrol officer heard shots being fired. Eventually, officers found three victims, all teenage girls injured from gunfire. They were taken to Regions Hospital. One of them died from their injuries. Police say the other two girls have injuries that are not considered life-threatening. As of this time, police say, uh, say they are not sure what led up to the shooting. They don't know who is responsible for pulling the trigger. They're hoping someone will come forward and help bring closure to the girls' families. If you have information, you are asked to call the police at 651 266 5650. They also hope that residents and business owners uh, in the area have some surveillance video they may be able to share with police to help in the investigation.
1: The uh, the the audio f- uh, for the news conference was, I think the word, uh, what was it, senseless was used at least a dozen times. Mm-hmm. Aren't just, they all senseless? Well, this one in particular, yeah. it just, it's, a, it's,
0: a, it's, it's sad. That, that makes the presumption that some of them make sense. True. Yeah. And none of them do. No.
4: After months of discussion, as you talked about earlier, Joe, over the future of the Minneapolis Police Department's 3rd Precinct, the city's mayor is ready to move forward with a new safety center down the street from the precinct's Mm -hmm. former home. Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry sending a letter to members of the Minneapolis City Council asking them to allocate funding for a new police precinct building on the city-owned lot at 2600 Minnehaha Avenue. That spot is less than a mile away from the precinct's former building, which was damaged during the rioting that followed George Floyd's murder in 2020. The city held community meetings and created a survey early this year to see if residents preferred that location or rebuilding the old building. And in July, Fry and city leaders announced a third option, co locating the city's third precinct with the first precinct at the Century Plaza building downtown, which is, of course, outside the third precinct boundaries. According to Fry, the cost to rebuild the old precinct building would go between $15 million and $18 million, around $13 million less than a brand-new building at 2600 Minnehaha Avenue site. Fry acknowledged in a letter that the 2600 Minnehaha Avenue location was the only one not yet ruled out by the council, although it still wasn't a popular choice among residents who responded to the city's Survey. From the Star Tribune, law enforcement cited 1,125 motorists in Minnesota who were not wearing seat belts during a one week enforcement and safety awareness campaign. Another 39 drivers were ticketed for not properly restraining children in car seats during the statewide effort that was conducted in September. Minnesota law requires drivers and passengers in all seating positions wear seat belts or be in the correct child restraint. A ticket costs $25 but can rise to more than $100 with court fees. The 2022 Minnesota Observational Seat Belt Survey showed 93% compliance for front seat occupants, but unbelted motorists remain one of the leading causes of deaths in crashes, according to the Department of Public Safety. The preliminary counts show 87 unbelted motorists died on Minnesota roads last year, compared with 110 in 2021 and 105 in 2020. As of September 24th this year, 57 people not wearing seatbelts have died on state roads. Hemp-derived products containing low levels of THC became legal here in Minnesota back in 2022. Up until recently, the state didn't have any full-time inspectors, though, to make sure sellers followed the law creating what some have called the Wild West of edible sales. Minnesota now has one inspector for THC edibles and beverages through the new Office of Medical Cannabis, but there are more than 2,300 registered businesses that sell them across the state. Chris Tholkus is the director. He says he's learning how to cover a lot of ground from other regulatory agencies. Tholkas said of the 70 or so businesses his office has inspected so far, 90% have not been compliant with the law. Those wow. who follow the Yeah. Those who follow the rules with selling hemp-derived THC say they welcome increased enforcement from the state. Jennifer Schmitz is the owner of Mainstream CBD in Lakeville. She said that's what makes this so difficult for businesses trying to do it right. And, you know, we just need that level playing field out here. Schmidt says those who cheat selling the edibles and beverages undercut legitimate businesses like hers. She said they'll just leave our store and, you know, go to someone that isn't selling something legal because that's what they want.
0: So, John, the legality is uh, is focused only on the on the the degree of intensity of the dope.
1: Yeah. Right, yeah. THC, yeah. yeah, the dope.
0: So you might leave one store because their dope doesn't have as much juice in it. As you the want next. the good stuff. You want to go get well, as high as possible, so you find somebody selling the dope. That
3: yeah. you're following my line of questioning for John as a public service. Could you possibly provide us with a list <laughs> of the retailers that are punching it up a little bit? Yeah, who's got the strongest Instead dope.
4: of 5%, it's like 80%. <laughs> you should check with the Office of Medical Cannabis. Perhaps they have it listed and somewhere on a website.
6: Th-
3: that job, I mean, what hour of the day does he start eating gummies? I mean, is it right away at 8 in the morning? <laughs> yes, <or? right> away.
0: <laughs> If you smoke the dope, isn't that all the same? Huh? Uh,
3: no, no. Oh. it depends on strains and strength, yeah. sativa or so, indica. Okay,
0: Cheech. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just baited me. You <laughs> S.O.B. <laughs> he
4: was just lying there. <laughs> but don't you know, have, you have to legally I uh, bit on that gummy
1: bear, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. In all seriousness, you have to legally disclose the amount of cannabis contained inside whatever product you're selling. I well, selling. Well, yes, believe but, it's on the package right. from what somebody told me.
4: It's dope. But, strong. <laughs> but until recently, Chris, as you, we heard in this story, there's nobody to come and check on you, except now there's one guy who just who goes
3: doesn't. around eating gummies <laughs> all day. I guess
1: I, I did hear that part, but the reason I brought it up is because I had uh, our buddy Bartley from Bent Brewstillery talking about sure. you know, all of these breweries mm-hmm. are now making liquid forms yep. of THC products and whatnot. Yeah. And he had to get rid of a bunch of stuff because it was over the state allowed threshold really? as of whatever August 1st or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Sure.
3: So, did he send it home
1: with you then? Sure. did. Yeah. (laughs) What I didn't. uh, And uh, I probably gave it away to a lot of friends, Kenny. I ain't (laughs) smelled no weed lately.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's been a dry dry season. I haven't smelled weed for a while.
4: Summer Summer was a good weed
2: smelling season. I smell
1: weed.
4: (laughs) Uh, What I didn't get from this story was what did they do then? Did they throw it out? Did they make them get rid of it?
1: Sure. Uh, Probably. Because there was no
4: follow up to uh, it. I'm sure (laughs) they did. I'm sure they
1: Why don't we uh, take a break? I
3: just get really Straight happy break.
1: when Sushiré calls it dope. Yeah. Dope. That makes me dope. so. And happy. please, going forward, call it the dope. The dope. The dope. Yeah. The, dope. Yeah. The, dope. Yeah. the dope. The dope. The dope.
4: Yeah. And speaking of the dope, no, that was oh, wrong. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm I apologize. You no, know,
2: I know exactly what you're saying. Oh. You want to get the dope on Minnesota there. Masonic Charities. That's
0: Thank information. Dope goal. is information. Dope
2: is information as well. I mean, you can smoke dope <laughs> or you can process information. What Minnesota Masonic Charities does, they process information and then realize some people out there need a little bit of help. So they will help those children that have trouble communicating. Maybe a student needing a scholarship or maybe someone toward the end of their life needs elderly care. They've got a beautiful place for them to live and spend out the rest of their days in comfort. Minnesota Masonic Charities is so garage logic total common sense and they want to get the word out and the word is at their website mnmasoniccharities.org there's so much a wealth of information you can find all about these scholarships etc their uh, buildings and their history they want it out in the open that's why they're on garage logic no secrets here that's the dope from mnmasoniccharities.org <laughs>
3: Positive play for Patrick Thursday is brought to us by Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care in Shoreview, 1060 County Road E. All things related to auto care can be had at Schoonover's and all things heart screening related can be found this weekend, Saturday, 9 to 4 in Arden Hills at the Moundsview View High School. That's 1900 Lake Valentine Road. All human beings, 14 to 24, are welcome and encouraged to attend. You can register online at playforpatrick.org. Scoonies on the uh, horn. Hi, Mike. Good morning. Good afternoon.
6: Hi, Kenny. Hi, hey, fellas. Good to be so, here with you today. Uh,
3: well, I've been spending some time on uh, the Play for Patrick website this morning uh reading up about it and what you're going to be doing this weekend and uh, before I launch into anything or go any further I really want to encourage parents, grandparents, guardians, whoever kids themselves to sign up for this. This is very very important. I know everybody lives very busy lives and we're all going somewhere and doing something, but this is very very important. It could change and or save a life. There. I got that off my chest, Mike. I had to say that.
6: I'm glad you said it, Kenny. And copy that. That's uh that's all true. That's all true. Yeah, um we're we're looking forward to being at Moundsview, and and uh we still have room. I think we only have uh 125 kids uh registered so far and we we got room for over 200. So there's Good. plenty of room there. Um and you know, um GLers if if you're a Grandparent, aunt, uncle, parent, whatever of a of a child in your life or in your circle that's uh, fourteen to twenty four years old, we'd love to screen them. And just like Kenny said, you know, go to playforpatrick.org dot org and uh, get them registered. Because um, you know, it might take an hour, maybe take two hours. I don't know. It depends on uh, how many how many kids do show up and how many walk ins we do get. But yeah. Uh- yeah. it's well worth it so
3: we should um, not we, we should not outlive our kids or grandkids so this is very very important
6: yeah, absolutely hey Kenny, can I recognize somebody? yeah please do so there's a there's a fellow by the name of Jason Anderson and he is the local Phillips electronics rep uh, and he uh, he takes care of all the echo machines, all the cardiac echo machines and he's the contact at just about every hospital or medical facility in uh, Minnesota and, and I think parts of the Dakotas. So he gets around, and he, uh, he knows a lot of, of ECHO people. But you know what he's done for, for just about every single screen that we've had is he and his team at Phillips have loaned us probably at each screening a half a million dollars worth of electronic equipment for oh. us to take pictures of kids' hearts. Wow. Wow. And uh, he just dropped off his gear here. He just left us two really cool Phillips Echo machines that, uh, you know, they're 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 more expensive than a Ferrari. And um, oh my! The cool thing is, is he they, they just drop them off and they let us use them, and then he'll come back to our shop on Monday and pick them up. And you know, just whole hum. Jason's just so humble and and just so happy to help. And I just. If you, guys, if, if you guys know Jason uh, Anderson with Phillips uh, Electronics, uh, be sure to give him a shout-out and give him a attaboy because he's, um, he's one heck of a guy, and we're really appreciative of him and, and the folks at Phillips for allowing to, us to use this fantastic equipment.
3: That's fantastic, and it brought up something I had never considered, and I don't know if we've ever talked about this. These Play for Patrick Heart screenings are free, Correct.
6: That's correct. Yep, that's correct. Yeah, so we have uh, Jason. Jason loans us two pieces of equipment, and it's usually the latest, greatest technology that's uh, available. Uh, but you know, over the years, we've we've had really kind donors uh, uh, give us money, and we've we've put that money to good use by buying our own echo machines. So we have eight echo machines, and then uh, Jason gives us two, so we have ten echo machines. So we, um, we want to be kind of like a factory environment of, of running these kids through and and being really really thorough and taking our time with them and making sure that uh, we take really good pictures of those hearts
3: do you have enough volunteers lined up to run these machines yet Mike
6: we can always use Echotechs, and we can always use physicians uh, you know those are those are the positions where they being an echo tech is 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 very challenging and um you know they're they're maneuvering their wrists, they're 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 adjusting their bodies they're they're looking at things on that screen and um they could use a break so we 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 would much rather have more than less so by all means yes we can use uh, uh more help
3: and parents and grandparents and whoever i i'm sorry that i'm being so grim but uh, seriously There's nothing worse than outliving your kid. Um, So this is very, very important. It only takes a few hours, and it could change and save a life. Um, Meanwhile, if there's something wrong with that crap can you're driving, (laughs) (laughs) anything you need related to that crap can or that beautiful brand-new car that you got in a scrape with this morning, you can find it at Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care. It's the official body shop of GL. Uh, one of the top shops in the metro. We're talking com. Thanks, Mike.
1: Oh. Sure, are you ready? Yeah.
0: Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere.
4: In other news... One of Minnesota's congressmen is planning to run for majority leader of the U.S. House of Representatives after McCarthy, that's Kevin McCarthy, was voted out of the Speaker job Tuesday in a historic moment. uh, Representative Tom Emmer, who represents Minnesota's 6th District and currently serves as the House Whip, confirmed he will seek the House Majority Leader rule, the second position of command in the House Republican Conference, and support current House Majority Leader Steve Scalise for McCarthy's old job as Speaker. The Speaker acts as the Leader of the House and is behind only the Vice President in the line to the presidency. Emmer had fought to save McCarthy's job as Speaker. A Minnesota Congressman has never held the Speaker or House Majority Leader roles in the past. That ouster of McCarthy didn't accomplish anything.
3: Oh yes it did. It, it did got it got the Democrats elected to the presidency next election. Maybe <clears throat> you
2: don't think Emmer? What about Emmer's chances of
3: No, here's here's my theory though, and I, I don't see how anybody could disagree. The hard right and the moderate right are neither side are backing down And they're just fighting, and all this infighting, all this does is further the Democratic chances.
0: Has Emmer ever condemned Trump? Uh, I think the answer is no.
4: The answer is no, I believe, yeah.
0: So I think there's more common sense. Leave you, Emmer.
3: It might be some bullshit. Wouldn't the smart thing to do if you wanted a conservative or a Republican in that office? Wouldn't it you do what Reagan did, and he? There was also differences in the party when he ran for president. Just keep your mouth shut about past presidents and the far right and the moderate. We're right.
0: so far from Reagan, it's unrecognizable. So
3: there's no repairing the Republican Party. Not then, to my
0: knowledge, there isn't any right now. No.
3: Well, then what we're seeing in America is just going to. Continue. That's correct, sir. We're we're just on a downslide right into hell. Sounds like good, a good. afternoon. Well, wow, thank you. <laughs>
4: good What's good afternoon, up on the everybody. <laughs> Russian President Vladimir Putin said today, Russia's mission is to create what he calls a new world, and he oh. blamed he blamed the west for moscow's grinding offensive in ukraine putin has portrayed russia's full-scale military intervention in ukraine as part of a long-standing confrontation with the west he said the conflict was not a territorial one uh-huh. And that Moscow has no interest from the point of view of conquering some territories. Uh, meanwhile, more than 50 people killed in a Russian attack at a supermarket in Kharkiv in Ukraine. The deadly strike in the village of Horoza is believed to be among the worst civilian slaughters of the entire war in Ukraine. Another seven people injured in the attack that also targeted a cafe in the Kupyansk district. Internal Affairs Minister Ihor Klemenko said at least 51 people have been confirmed dead. Moscow is said to have used an Isklander ballistic missile in that strike. In a striking acknowledgement of the need to address the migrant influx at the southern border, the Biden administration announced it waived 26 federal laws to permit more border wall construction in southern Texas, a move that builds on one of the most controversial cornerstones of the Trump administration. The Department of Homeland Security posted the announcement overnight in the federal registry, which said the administration was waiving federal laws like the Clean Air Act, the Safe Drinking Water Act and the Endangered Species Act for the wall construction in Starr County, Texas. Texas using federal funds that were appropriated in 2019, in a statement, a spokesman for U.S. Customs and Border Protection noted that the uh, Homeland Security Secretary had, waived, uh, had uh, issued waiver—excuse me—under federal immigration law for a barrier project that was announced in June. The administration's new announcement marks a major policy reversal from Biden, who vowed that, "quote, not another foot of wall." end quote would be constructed under his administration upon taking office in 2021 he also issued an executive order which read in part it shall be the policy of my administration that no more american taxpayer dollars be diverted to construct a border wall building a massive wall that spans the southern border is not a serious policy solution it's a waste of money that diverts attention from genuine threats to our homeland security notably the administration's most recent announcement on border wall construction waves the environmental laws to speed the project up at a time when it faces increasing pressure from fellow democrats to take action at the border
0: okay so it's too late uh, for this to happen but it should have happened a long time ago how this story
3: is portrayed in the print media over the next 24 hours
1: is something to watch i have a follow-up to that very thing <clears throat> kenny so um i have a, I have a question is it then xenophobic if this president installs the wall, or was it just xenophobic because the former president wanted it, it? Just because it was Trump. Got it. This is okay. This one's okay.
0: This is, in fact, it's so okay that the Star Tribune did. They mentioned it in one paragraph on page six a. Ah. One paragraph. See,
3: I'm still wondering about the timing of the release of the news. Yeah. And well, that's why I say the next twenty-four hours for print, not for online, but for print, should yeah, be interesting I, I gotta, to watch.
4: I got to go with Kenny there because even as it said in that story, they announced it overnight basically, and I went to all the websites and none of them have it hmm. anywhere. But uh, they're all did the last this, hours uh,
3: unless I'm on the dope. This is one of the biggest stories of his administration, Mm -hmm. is it not? It is. This is huge. Mm -hmm. Huge.
0: And this is an
3: opportunity for Democrats and Republicans to either work together to accomplish this or play a game of, we told you so, you stupid idiot, which I like. I I like saying that, but it's not going to accomplish anything.
0: Although the Democrats might be willing to work because it's the city's, the country's tallest buildings that are getting just hammered by illegal immigration. Boston,
3: New York, Chicago, yeah, yeah, Bemidji, Bemidji,
4: (laughs) Joe Biden's dog. Has been removed from the White House after it emerged he had bitten more people than the 12 officially noted by the Secret See, he's Service. He's like his
0: owner; he's just
4: angry. <laughs> well, the removal marks the second time that the Bidens have had to rehome one of their beloved German shepherds due to aggressive incidents.
1: So, is the dog a nuzzler too? Well, it, too no, close? the dog's a biter. Oh.
4: Did
3: you just say rehome? Rehome Kenny. I, I think we need some kind of
0: uh, I don't know. Is that a foghorn? A foghorn or mm-hmm. klaxon or uh,
4: commander Bronx cheer? Maybe this
0: is the dog known as Commander John.
4: That's correct. Yeah. A two-year-old German Shepherd has bitten people working in the executive residence, along with White House staffers, and at least one person had to be treated at a hospital. On Wednesday, two sources told CNN there had been far more biting incidents than officially reported. Earlier, DailyMail.com published exclusive photos showing the dog biting the superintendent of the White House grounds on September, 38, uh, September 13th. Excuse me. The images show the dog sinking his teeth into the arm of the superintendent of the White House grounds in the White House gardens. That moment was captured by a tourist. White House gift shop who unwittingly caught the bite on camera while taking pictures of the dog. If I was president, I wouldn't Mm -hmm. have a dog.
0: All your handlers would tell you, you got to have a dog. Yeah. But I wouldn't have one. I wouldn't have one. Joe. It's unfair to the dog. Joe. Checkers. Come on. Yeah. But, you know, a a good presidential dog's a rarity. Plus,
3: checkers belong Uh, to Nixon. And we know know he was. was He was the great Satan. (laughs) Plus,
4: checkers was used, you know, as an excuse in a speech. So, (laughs) when Nixon started crying. (laughs) Nixon looks pretty good right now. Doesn't he? Yeah.
0: (laughs) He looks awesome.
4: (laughs) <laughs> you guys are goofy. Update <laughs> to a story we talked about briefly yesterday. A Philadelphia man accused of being the motorcyclist caught on video kicking in the rear windshield of a woman's car with her two kids inside and pointing a gun at her, has has been identified and charged, according to authorities. He is 26-year-old, Cody Heron. He faces multiple counts of aggravated assault, reckless endangerment, and possession of an instrument of crime in connection with the incident. It all took place about 9 o'clock Sunday night in the city center neighborhood neighborhood of Philly when a group of ATV and dirt bike riders converged on the area around City Hall. During a stop at a red light, the driver of an ATV and the driver of a red sedan, identified as 23-year-old Nikki Bullock, appeared to become involved in a verbal altercation. Video then shows the suspect, who was stopped directly behind the ATV, hop off his bike, jump onto the back of Bullock's car, and kick in the back window. Okay. When Bullock con- when Bullock confronted him, the suspect picked up a black handgun that had fallen from his waist and pointed it at the victim. As the suspect was walking back to his motorcycle, he was seen headbutting and shoving Bullock. Interim Police Commissioner John Stanford called it all called it all despicable ha- behavior. Officials said the suspect was tracked down with the aid of tips from the public, and the bike, clothing, and nine millimeter handgun were seized as evidence from a home in the Frankfurt section of the city.
0: Was she a black woman?
4: Yes. She was, yes. And he
0: was a white kid. Yep. I think she should, I think she could have got away with shooting him.
4: She didn't have a gun.
0: I know, but But. if she could have grabbed his and shot him, I think she would have been okay. Well,
1: especially considering the fact
0: she had children in the vehicle. Right. Right. Well, if she would have been a permit
3: holder, and that's legal, um, just defending herself with her own firearm, it sounds like it would have been okay. Because she was afraid for her life. Because I,
0: I don't understand why this
3: kid, kid he's 26,
0: why did he do this?
3: If anything, they'd go after her for provoking this.
0: Well, I don't know. think she did.
1: That's what his lawyers would say. But right. he just stopped the bike. I don't know if you know this, Joe, but people are really stupid. But, John, uh, read
3: read the very uh, beginning of that story again, John. You said something about exchanging words. That's why I said what I said
4: exchanged words with the atv driver not with the biker
3: oh okay i'm sorry Apparently, All right. uh,
4: from what the way i understood the story uh the atv had somehow hit her car oh and they, and they were exchanging words at that point
0: i
3: got and, you
4: and then the biker jumped on the back of her car and hopped on the window and broke it yeah and them, she
0: is so lucky she's alive yep
4: yeah i just like the fact that she pushed him over <laughs> she pushed the bike over as the kid was trying, well, he's not a kid, like you said, it was the man who was trying to get back on it. So, uh, no one won the Powerball last night, folks. It was at point. So million. no one's going to
1: listen every day. I yeah, forgot I was, to buy a ticket.
4: Don't worry, I'd have called you all this morning if I'd have won. I'm not <laughs> going to be in today. Uh, 1.4 bill is all they're estimating, though, for Saturday. you think it'd probably go higher than that, wouldn't you? Uh, once My Once they guess sell is. all the tickets, it'll go higher right. than that. Uh, therefore, that would be the third largest jackpot in the game's history and the fifth biggest among American lottery jackpots. Last time someone won the Powerball was July 19th. Uh, that ticket was also worth over a billion. That went for one point zero eight billion. Uh, if anyone wins, uh, they'd have the choice between the one point four bill and be yearly or an immediate lump sum of six hundred forty three point seven million. Uh, your chances of hitting the jackpot one in two hundred ninety two point two million. I just hope somebody with teeth wins it.
5: <laughs>
4: I have be just teeth. Nice for teeth. a change. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah. I got teeth. Yeah. <laughs> 77 year old Florida man who starred in an award winning documentary about the sprawling villages in Florida, the retirement community there, is accused of trying to hawk $1,800 worth of black market erectile dysfunction drugs.
0: Boy, they they go through them like candy down there in the villages. They're, 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 in, they're in bowls and in all those ladies' houses,
4: like a bowl of hard candy. They just got the pills. <laughs> uh, Reggie Kintzer allegedly bought a slew of ED products, including Snovitra 20, Valitra 20 and Camagra oral jelly with the intent to sell them locally and outside the sunshine state, according to federal court papers. Uh, this uh, guy is kind of an eccentric character. He was featured with his wife in the 2021 film, some kind of heaven, which focused on four unconventional residents of America's largest retirement community. His wife has heard saying in the trailer of the film, the Villages have given Reggie an opportunity to grow in different ways. as he As he's shown performing martial arts exercises. Uh, he's been in trouble uh, a lot uh, with the law. Uh, the Villages, by the way, is nicknamed God's Waiting Room, which is kind of mean. Really. The whole state is nicknamed God's Waiting Room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kids are back in... 2018 uh, was arrested when police approached his car, smelled marijuana, asked him if he had a record. He reached into his satchel and pulled out a clear cylinder tube containing several balls of grief. lean substance, stated he was able to possess marijuana because of Indian law. Deputies later found cocaine in a plastic bag in his wallet. The Tennessee native later claimed in court papers he had immunity for marijuana charges due to membership in the Oklavuya Nation Native American Church. Hmm. Uh, he, in February 2020, he was then collared for multiple drug offenses stemming from the 2018 Homeland Security raid on his home. He was charged in trafficking with possession of MDMA, psychedelic mushrooms, and marijuana. Uh, yeah, okay. He, he had three or four. Other I hear great he, things he
0: about the villages. There <laughs> yeah, what
4: do you hear? What do you they're hear, they're do you hear and, Joe? It's and this is some lively. old fart. This yeah. is how old is
1: 77 he? years old, Kenny. Do you want to come with me and Rook to look at the village? Nope. Jeez. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to go look Looking at that. This year.
3: What if the village had little <laughs> tiny uh, naked people every, everywhere, sandwiches. out in the yard yeah, and Little around, tiny ones. Around the pool.
4: Oh, they oh, got it's... that.
0: They got that. You can get them. Have some sandwiches. <laughs> yep.
4: <laughs> some yeah. and tea. It faces a maximum of one year in prison
2: and a $10,000 fine.
0: No, I hear it's just a free for all. It really? just
2: it doesn't yeah. just doesn't end.
0: Yep. Yep. Is that a good good thing? Or? Oh, I think so. If you get to be that age,
3: is all the furniture covered in like plastic shower curtains and stuff? Everything? So you know, or is it just stains? As it's far all, as the eye can it's see, it's all
0: protected like a baseball clubhouse when you win the World Series. What
2: about right? the um,
0: people wearing <laughs> what about goggles? Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> what about the hallway, snorkels? Hallway carpet. <laughs> what's on the hallway a carpet? runner
4: a plastic plaster a runner that has a really bad spikes <laughs> right. On, right. underneath right. <laughs> reminds me of an old joke about curtains but we'll, hey we'll no. Skip we'll right. skip that one alright John, John thank you well you're mostly welcome you know yeah. if,
2: if humans stood in a single file line around the equator yeah. most of them would drown <laughs> <laughs> wow man pretty good <laughs> Wow. Um, Dude. That's just, that's fact. I'm just stating He's just fact. pointing out fact. Do you want more fact? Yes. All right. Welter Heating. <laughs> WelterHeating.com. What com. the
0: hell does that do with the, uh, the, the equator?
2: It doesn't. I just, I just, <laughs> I learned that piece of information. So let's not do that. Let's not have everybody stand in a single <laughs> file <laughs> line. Are you kidding because me? Because they're going to they're <laughs> drown. I mean, just to see how many times it goes around. It's Maybe not the worth the death. death. Oh the, no. <laughs> oh the humanity. Oh the humanity. All right, let's get back to facts. Yes. If you're looking for facts. Number 1. Welter he couldn't stand in the ocean. No, that's why they drown. Yeah. But they wanted to get an accurate count. Hey, what's Let's all right. do this in right. a human chain. Right. <laughs> I'll tell you what, this is fact. HVAC maintenance is key to the uh to keeping I'm your
0: I've serious question. You're in the business. You're yeah. with Welter. What does HVAC stand for?
1: Heating, ventilation, and air conditioning. Yes.
0: Thank you, Chris. I knew he couldn't answer. You are
2: spot on. (laughs) Heavy Vacuum Association uh, Corporation. Uh, So that HVAC maintenance is extremely important. To do what? Replace the air filter on a regular basis. Seasonal maintenance. And get it done professionally, by the way. And they've got certified techs at Welter Heating. So stay on top of that. Go to their website and click on the blogs. There's Q&A everywhere all over there. You can get the answers to the questions for free and it might just help you or you might see something that is wrong with yours so you need to call welter give them a buzz at 612-825-6867 if you call a human will answer the phone and then you can schedule your appointment it's really important to put that air conditioner away properly and it's really important to get that heat ready for the winter 612-825-6867 welterheating.com
0: Going let's here, go.
2: uh, yeah, Joe? Let's you're right.
0: No, I got to meet our boss. Oh,
1: oh. it's been oh. nice knowing y'all. It's all. the end yeah. of the
2: world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere, Mark Mansbach, a
0: travel agent in New Jersey, started getting calls from clients that their hotel rooms for the Army-Navy football game in Foxborough, Mass. The hotel rooms were being canceled. He called the ho- he called the hotels his agency was partnering with partnering with for the game, and he discovered they were leasing out the hotels to the state of Massachusetts for refugees. Wow, Mans, Mansbach said he was told it was the response from three hotels owned by Geary Hotel Management, the company he explained was working with the state to house migrants under the. Right-to-shelter law. But see, if you're going to the Army-Navy game yeah. and you're an American, you don't have any right to shelter. Mm. His clients' previously booked hotel rooms were canceled to continue the lease with the state. Miles ba- Mansbach said at least 70 of his reservations were impacted. In a statement to WBZ-TV Thursday, a Geary Hotel... Uh, this would not have been today, I don't think. Maybe today. A Geary Hotel Management spokesperson did not address the cancellation, saying they're committed to providing shelter and support to refugees at our hotels. As a gesture of solidarity and humanitarian responsibility, we are opening our doors to those seeking refuge in our community, the statement read, we look forward to working with local authorities and organizations to ensure a smooth transition for all those who will call our hotels ro- home during their time with us. And Ma's, Mansbach said in, in his two decades of experience, he has never experienced this. I have never had a hotel take rooms back and give me nothing. <laughs> They sent out cancellations and walked away, Mansbach told WBZ. Some people decided not to go, and others found space in Boston. Some I have been able to put into the other hotels that I had some space in. Hmm. Governor Mara Healy spoke about this. I am very distressed to learn that any veteran may have been moved from a hotel who had booked a hotel for that game. Uh, Haley said, as I understand it, those were decisions made by area hotels. So uh, if you were going to the Army Navy game and you're a veteran you you might have lost your uh, you might have lost your room just like the Korean War vet
1: got kicked out of his joint in New York is that new that it's being held in Massachusetts I always thought that game was played at Uh, Were the Redskins or not Redskins? Philadelphia. Or Philly, yeah. I I guess it can move around. I didn't know that.
0: Uh, Not that that matters. But, you know, in response to this, uh, the, uh, the White House is building a wall now. It's too late. But they're getting so much heat from the politicians, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings... Where all the Democrats run the cities and now they're they're just flooded with I- immigrants and they're now crying out right. do so- we must do something about, about this. this.
1: Immediately. Uh, the president was just asked about that. Do you believe the border wall, works? No. Okay. What now? Pay close attention to what the naughty hand's doing. All right. He was asked, he's at the White House, this was one hour ago, this is from MSNBC, a reporter asked, does the border wall work? And his response is?
2: Do you believe the border wall works? No. Okay. <laughs> okay why are they doing it? Right.
1: That's why I played it. Sensum's Razor? But let's be honest, he doesn't know if he's on foot or horseback. On this day,
0: this comes from the traveling Lyman's. Uh, in Marcel, Minnesota. Where's Marcel, Minnesota? It's up north by Bemidji. Up in the upper. WorldwideWaftH.com. But you know what? Minnesotans didn't do a damn thing in the month of October.
1: They took it off, huh? <laughs> Throughout history. Because <laughs> we were looking at the leaves. Right.
0: Either that or battening down the hatches for winter. Could be. On this day in 1898. October 5th. The Battle of Sugar Point occurred on Leech Lake. Soldiers from the 3rd Infantry had accompanied U.S. Marshal R.T. O'Connor to arrest Bagon Gizig of the Bear Island Pillager Ojibwe. Bagon Gizig had protested practices of lumber companies on the reservation, and he was in turn accused of illegal liquor sales. When O'Connor came to arrest him, Bagon Gizig was rescued by a group of Ojibwe. O'Connor then requested assistance from General John M. Bacon at Fort Snelling, who traveled with 80 soldiers on a steamer to Sugar Point on Leech Lake, where Bagon Gizig and his friends were living. Six soldiers were killed in the ensuing battle, while Bagon Gizig escaped and was never arrested. Mm. Mm. Boy, I bet if you, I suppose it's already been done, but if you went digging around, uh, Sugar Point, you'd probably find some neat stuff, bullet casings and, and what have you. You know, yeah. Sugar Point on Leech Lake,
2: Sugar Point, which
0: is a great lake, but really a bad lake name.
2: I don't like it. That's what started bad lake <laughs> yeah. names.
0: Leech Lake has got <laughs> a, bad, a bad, bad
2: name. <laughs> Not good.
0: You know, I just seeing a, su- a leech on your arm. You Pull you your know? arm out, and right, you got, you got it all leeches. Yeah. You got leeches. No wonder they called it this. It's Leech Lake. I, I don't like that no. name. Thank you, G. Ellers for what for everything
2: yes a big thank you to those glers that have already gone to youtube and subscribed to garage logic very entertaining videos a lot of fun garage logic youtube subscribe garagelogic.com get on the garage logic town council where you can benefit from the gl stream 24 7 new cuts all the time over the last 30 years of garage logic it's 10 bucks a month 100 bucks for the year small price to pay to be in the the club of pre-show during the breaks and post show content check it out garagelogic.com and spend some money we got a tire garagelogic.com check it on out i'm gonna go buy my candy
1: make a fine selection of chocolate It is time once again that we pick up that phone and we make that call to our guy. Mr. Money Talk Josh Arnold is with us once again here in Garage Logic, And now is the time for you to do the same. So do not delay. Do exactly what I did and pick up that phone and dial 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh. And you will always get straight talk. You will never get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is always there for you once again for that free yes. I said free 48 minute financial consultation, and he's on the line with us right now here in Garage Logic. And boy, Josh, it still just continues to be all about the Fed, doesn't it?
7: It does, Chris, and probably for the next week plus, whatever is going on in the market, it still comes back to the Fed and their move on interest rates. Now, as we have said on a continual basis, the Fed's impact on interest rates is primarily on the short term, and short-term rates measured by the two-year bond and under are still right around 5%. And those short-term rates have really gone up significantly since the Fed started their move to curtail inflation. Yet the Fed has said that supply-side inflation has been fixed, but there's still some embedded pockets of inflation, uh, notably with employment that they are concerned about. And there will be a focus tomorrow on the big jobs number, though yesterday's ADP number came in much lower than expected. And should the Fed's or should, should Friday's jobs number come in lower than expected, that would be a nice boost for the market because it could mean the Fed could go to pause on rates sooner, again, sooner than expected. That said, the long end of the curve, starting with the 10-year bond and moving upwards, those rates have increased Significantly since the last Fed meeting with the 10 year rate right now it's four and three quarters of percent up almost 1% since the Fed's last meeting. That is significant and has had an adverse effect. And I said adverse effect on, uh, the price of 10 year paper and also on holders of longer term bonds. Remember as interest rates go up, bond values go down, and bond values have dropped significantly. If I go out to the long-dated treasury index, TLT, which started the year at a share price of 100 that's currently at $86 a share. So yes, yields have gone up, but prices have gone down. That loss in treasuries is quite significant. I do know that there are many advisors, talking heads, strategists, etc., that keep pushing move more money into bonds both for safety and to capture the yield. Because at some point the Fed is going to realize the goal their goals and or we'll hit a recession and the Fed will have to cut rates to keep the economy going. Well, that kind of fine-tuning could work well in practice, or excuse me, could work well in theory, but may not work so well in practice. So if, in fact, the Fed does start lowering rates sometime next year, but that's not something that I would be betting on, your investment in bonds is more of an interest rate play than anything else. Yes, you can get, you know, a nice yield on that. But if I'm looking for yield, there are plenty of other places to go. So if I'm looking for yield, and I know investing in real estate or real estate investment trust is at this point not for the faint of heart because the REIT or many REITs are trading at 52-week lows, but they're still generating significant amounts of cash flows. Now, that could change, of course. Of course. But right now, the yields on, on many REITs and many closed-end funds that invest in real estate are still pretty significant and should, again, if interest rates drop sometime next year and bond prices start increasing, well, the impact on real estate assets is going to be felt a lot faster. And in the meantime, you've, you're getting a much higher yield. Yes, your risk is a little a little bit more, but I think the potential return on that versus bonds is much better. And that would also apply to investing in stocks. Right now, technology shares have suffered as interest rates have moved up, figuring the future cash flows Uh, Future cash value of of technology shares on a current basis is, or it's a little bit less, versus with interest rates higher. Well, interest rates come down; those shares tend to appreciate a little bit more. To me, yes. Things are difficult in the markets right now, but accumulating and continuing to accumulate, as I have been saying, high-quality companies with plenty of growth potential still makes a lot of sense.
1: Very good advice, Mr. Money Talk. Well, you heard him, others. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make the call for that free, yes, I said free, 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952 925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and never, ever sugar-coated advice. Josh, as always, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great day, a fantastic weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week.
7: Thank you very much.
1: Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers
0: is a paid endorser.